Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, everyone. I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder of Create and Cultivate. And this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rule book and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman. From hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more, whether you are pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Are you ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. As you heard, and the CEO of Create and Cultivate, and I'm so thrilled to be here. And I think given the news of yesterday, there was nothing that I needed more than to be with this group of amazing women. I, it's so, it's so important for us to lift each other up, band together and show everyone that we will not be held down. So now to the main event. The woman that you're about to meet is a multi-hyphen force of nature. She's a model. She's an actress. She has an incredible business mind. And she's a fashion icon. Olivia Culpo is shaking up the cocktail space as chief creative officer of Ready to Drink Cocktail Vide. Today, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, building great teams, and all of the business lessons Olivia has learned along the way. Olivia, welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. I brought an iPad just in case I forgot anything. I love it. Like had a speaker, you know. You know. You never know. We all need notes. We all need notes. I've got my beautiful cards. I love your cards. <laughs> Thank love you. Them. Okay, so let's dive in. Firstly, tell me about your entrepreneurial journey. When did your interest in business first start? I think at a pretty young age, I remember I had a very entrepreneurial mind. I was collecting quarters from the time I was so young, thinking I would save up for a car. I would just bring it to my dad, like, you know, quarterly and just be like, look at all the change I have. You think I can get the car yet? You'd be like, keep dreaming. And, you know, (laughs) I think that left an impression, just kind of that idea that you can you can be your own boss. And if there's a will, there's a way. I was the one like doing lemonade stands and like 
you know, offering to do anything for my mom for just like $5 to go up the street and get something. I just really liked shopping from a young age, I guess, too. You knew. You were like, there is a means to an end here and I'm going to chase it. Yeah. And I think just as I grew up, I grew older and older and older. And I, like, I came from a very humble family. I walked my, watched my parents work so hard to support me and my four siblings. There were five of us. And just seeing the the hard work and the sacrifice that my dad in particular made every single day left a very huge impression on me. And I realized, you know, you, there are multiple ways of accumulating success and, you know, starting something from nothing, making something out of nothing. And I became obsessed with it. I would read every book that I could. I'm obsessed with biographies. I'm obsessed with like everybody's Wikipedia page. I just want to know how people get from A to B. And that's a very entrepreneurial yeah. thing. Spirit. Yeah, it, it is. Like I want to know the steps. And I, I really do believe for the most part, there are blueprints to follow, which is why being here today is an inspiration for me to learn and also to share is an honor. That's why we do what we do. So if you had to choose one biography that you have learned the most from, who is someone's book that you've read and you're like, this, this is how I want to do it? There are so many, but one that left an impression on me was Alexis Maybank, she helped found Guilt Group. Yeah. And I just remember that particular book because it was when I was in college and it was when I was, you know, down, I was in this like deep Wikipedia obsessed era where I was like, how do these people do this? How do these people do this? And that was around the time that I entered Miss Rhode Island because I saw that other people had done pageants and had success like Halle Berry. There were a lot of people out there that were my inspiration. I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll be like Halle Berry. Maybe I'll get runner-up or whatever. It's kind of, oh, like a Juliana Rancic, Maria Menounos, all of these people that were just like super inspirational to me at that time. But anyway, I loved her book. I loved how she created something as a pioneer. And I think in life, you know, pioneers are what inspire me the most. People who come up with these ideas that are so novel and so avant-garde, you would never think of it. And you defied odds because of that. So I loved her book, but there are, there are still many other entrepreneurial minds that inspire me. I just think that had the most impact on me because it was when I was really hungry for that type of knowledge and understanding like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it too. I love it. Everyone in the crowd's going to order a copy now. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of, there are so many people doing amazing things. There are so many amazing ideas out there. I'm sure you get approached all the time. What was it about Vide that really spoke to you and appealed to you to get involved? Obviously, first and foremost, you, I was a fan of the product, but I was a huge fan of my business partners who are not here because this is only for us girls. And this is like our little sleepover party <laughs> because they're Ryan and Sal. They are very young, super hungry. You know, like they were walking around the city 20 miles a day trying to pitch this idea, going into liquor stores, going into distributor offices, going into bars and restaurants and being like, here, try this drink. And you know, Vida is 99 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar. It's for the more conscientious drinker. I fit that profile. So there was definitely that compatibility, but I was in love with their hunger and I truly believe in them. And we share just a lot in common. So that was also a big part of it. 
it's so important to find like minds if you're going to invest in a business together. What were qualities in them? So it was their hunger, their ambition. How did you see them and think, I know you're going to be successful? That's a good question. I think that it was just an overall energy and vibe of like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this happen. And I think that's something that we can all find in ourselves when we're passionate enough about something. And that's what I look for every day in myself. And when you feel that from somebody else, it's such an inspiration. And to be honest with you, that's how they've gotten, we've gotten a lot of successes just by people being really enthralled by this young entrepreneurial spirit and story that, you know, Ryan and Sal had from the get-go when they were selling these out of their backpacks in New York City to like where we are now and where we continue to grow. It's I think a a little bit of everybody in that industry that's a lot older than us, who are the people saying whether or not they're going to distribute, they can see a little piece of themselves in Orion and a Sal and in myself. I love it. The youth, the hungry, and and then just pushing forward and innovating. So when you think back to those early days of when you joined, can you think to any big lessons in those early days, the first three to six months that you learned as you were onboarding to the company and starting to dig into the business? Failures or successes? Let's go with failures <laughs> first and then go to successes. Oh, well, failures. So in I'm, all of you guys are obviously so ambitious. You wouldn't be here if you weren't. It's really hard with alcohol to actually get distribution because you have to go state by state. So I'm from Rhode Island. The street my parents live on is literally called Olivia Culpo Way. So it's a very (laughs) small community there. And I have so many friends who are like, where's Vibe? My dad and I own restaurants there. And we're selling like our arch nemesis at the bar. But it's just because we hadn't had distribution. So that was a really tough, bitter pill to swallow. We weren't getting, we, w- we couldn't get in the door with Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Now we are. But like at the beginning, I just didn't realize like, why isn't this happening faster? Right. But it's, you know, everybody's going to have battles in whatever industry you're in and whatever project you have, there's always going to be a new mountain. But that was something that I had to learn early on. It's like, it might not happen on the first try. It might not happen on the 10th. It might not happen on the 100th. That goes for like, you know, everything that we ever try to do. It's really most important to just keep going forward. Like it's not how many times you get knock down it's how many times you get back up and just keep pushing because failure is inevitable. Yeah. It really is. What is it inside you though that you think has given you this resilience and this ability to have the perspective that failure is such an integral part of the journey? Just everything. Like everything that I've ever yeah, life really. For me, obviously growing up, well not growing up, but but having my adolescence more in entertainment industry, it's like there's so many more no's than yeses. There's so many dips and valleys. Like every day can be a struggle. It's like harnessing that mental toughness and like just going back to the drawing board. And if there's anybody out there that you really admire and like you really dig deep on their story, like everybody that you look up to has failed, has failed. And the only thing that mattered is not that they did or didn't fail and how bad was the failure. It's that they got back up. Like, that's it. So you just have to really harness this mental toughness. It's the most important part of what I do every day in all aspects of career and work. Just, like, deciding and choosing to, like, pave forward. I think it's such an important message because our culture makes it seem like perfectionism and you always have to be successful and failure is not okay. But 
as you said, literally everyone fails on their way. So now thinking about successes, what are some of the moments over the last couple of years that have been amazing, amazing moments as on your business journey? Yeah, there's been a few that have been really, really awesome. And again, like if we hadn't had our moments of failure, we wouldn't have learned like the marketing tools and the fine tuning that we had to do to make vibe what it is today. But a few of those wins were Tau Group. We have a great partnership with Tau Group. I really align with those of Tau. I mean, it's just like so fun. So (laughs) the ethos of Tau, it's a good time, let's be honest. So that was a great partnership. I feel like they are the best at what they do in hospitality. They have so many branches and that was an honor to be under, to be embraced by them. And then Whole Foods and Costco were huge for us. Costco, obviously, because it's just such massive quantities. And then Whole Foods was honestly the the market that we had set out from the beginning. This more like conscientious consumer, the sleek branding, you know, it's not something that you're just going to get anywhere. It's, it's handpicked, which I think a lot of people go to a Whole Foods for something that's a little bit more, you know, they've done their background check. So that was a good one. Highly curated. It's great to have that seal of approval, I think, when you're a young brand. So what's something lots of people may not know is that you've been adjacent to the restaurant industry for many, many years. How has your previous history in the restaurant industry shaped your experience now? Well, first of all, the restaurant industry is such hard work. Like something like 75% of restaurants fail. So every single part of the industry from the ground up of of restaurant, it's just like you have to be so hyper-focused on the details. You're so detail-oriented. So I think just that type of, you know, growing up with that fear of just like you really can't go into anything blindly. Like every single detail has to make sense. That was a big part of restaurant in industry that taught me a lot. And I think the other part is just like the passion for bringing people together. It's so cool. Like food and beverage brings people together. You create the best memories when you're enjoying community. And I think community to me always is represented by sharing a meal or having a drink together in that community. Taking a quick break to tell you my secret to saving money while shopping online, because who doesn't want more money back in their bank account? Well, thanks to Newly, paying top dollar for items you'll only wear once is a thing of the past. Newly is the subscription-based clothing rental service that allows you to rent, resell, and thrift clothes online that are gentler on the planet in your wallet. Newly is supported by over 300 brands that supply their collections on site with access to thousands of your favorite new and trending styles. Everything from party dresses to premium denim and even one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. Newly stock styles in a wide range of sizes and carries some of my favorite labels like For Love and Lemons, Love Shack Fancy, Anthropology, and so much more. So here's how it works. For just 88 bucks a month, you get the choice of any six styles each month. Within these styles, you can choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on, and that decision is totally up to you. Their fast, free shipping and returns take out the hassle, and did I mention they always provide professional cleaning? That's right, that means no laundry for you to worry about. Plus, the summer wardrobe they have on site right now is so good. With only a month or so before we see the change of seasons, I will definitely be trying out more chic styles to wear in all of this amazing warm weather. When I'm done with the assortment, Newly will worry about where it gets stored through fall and spring. Not my problem. I recently fell in love with one of their dresses so much that I had the option to buy it at a discounted price, and I decided to keep it as my own. What I ended up paying for that dress was about 70% off the original price. 
hello, free people, sundresses, and savings. Renting through Newly means getting to wear a lot more, sometimes thousands of dollars worth of clothing while spending way less. It's a win-win for your closet and your checking account. And if you don't have Newly, then you would be missing out on huge saving. It's been so easy to use since I'm already shopping online anyway. And don't worry, guys, I wouldn't get you this excited about something if I didn't have an amazing deal to share with you. Newly is already a great value. As I said, $88. With this package, you'll receive any six styles you want. But right now, our listeners will also get $10 off their first month of Newly when they sign up with the code PARTY10. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code PARTY10 to sign up and get $10 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's. Code PARTY10. Newly subscription clothing rentals. Change your clothes. I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from drugs and alcohol six years ago, I've been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life, and I'm sharing everything with you. From how to achieve optimal health, well-being, and fulfillment, to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures, I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with experts and inspirational guests make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. So pivoting a little bit here, I want to talk about the branding because it's really unique. It's beautiful. Can you talk to me a little bit more about how you all came up with the concept for your amazing branding? Yeah. So Viad actually stands for vodka I drink every day. And Ryan and Sal came up with that when they were in college, believe it or not. Um, believable, obviously. But Yeah, I feel like with Vide, we're really tapped into the conscientious consumer. We we strive for transparency, 99 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar. Our nutrition facts are on the back. Not every brand has that. It's made with real spirits. A lot of canned cocktails are made with malt liquor, which is just not anything you would ever want to drink. These are with real spirits, and it's easy to drink. We're also carbon neutral. So I think that it's just we're really aligning ourselves with partners that make sense in that vein and make sure that all of the marketing that we do put out there reflects this sort of transparency and conscientious consumer. And how much does that purpose play into hiring at the company and leadership? What have you learned about leading a team and working within a team over the past couple of years? I've learned so many things about leadership. There is a lot. First and foremost and most important thing is don't take anything personally. Yes. Nothing is personal. At the end of the day, keep the energy that you're, you're all here to make something work, to make something great, to get from A to B. Don't let your emotions or when someone else is feeling emotional get in the way of what everybody wants, even if they can't think of it in that moment. And then delegating authority, that's been really difficult for me because I'm a control freak, but just you know, making sure that there are clear outlined roles for everybody. And then if you know, those roles are not fulfilled, training and making sure that everybody has the right resources to really grow and learn and understand. There's a few more, oh, like actionable meetings, like meetings with action items. Like, you know, I love to chit chat. So it's like (laughs) making sure that when the meeting wraps up, like everybody knows what they have to do. That's really important. It's such an important one. I think in the world of Zoom, it's gotten even more important because you can kind of just sit there and chat, chat, chat. And then you're on to the next Zoom and it's so important to make your meetings make sense and really make an impact. So 
Speaking of busyness, you are doing so many things. Like I said, multi-hyphen. How, this is a really annoying question because how do you do it all? I don't know. You just do it. But what are some tips that you have for trying to find some balance between your various different projects, your life, everything you have going on? It's definitely a, a struggle. I think like first and foremost, you really just have to take care of yourself. I actually have a quote here. Oh, don't forget to take care of yourself so you can take care of everything else. And I really like that quote because I think that first and foremost, like we have to take care of ourselves because we have to be inspired and drawn by what we're doing. Like we have to find the joy in it. And if you're not doing well because of Instagram or social media or, you know, watching too much of something that makes you feel upset, it's just like, it's really important to be very, very careful and responsible about what you are feeding your soul. Because if your soul isn't doing well, you're not going to feel like doing anything or dealing with anyone, you know? So it really does all start with you. So for me, how do I do that? I talk to a therapist a lot. So I have a lot of, she's actually more of like a life coach. I have a great relationship with my family. I, I lean on them a lot. I journal religiously. I'm obsessed with my journals. I've been doing that since I was a very, very young. It's so cool to look back on them too, if you are a journaler. Yeah. And meditating, YouTube. Like what I do is if there's something I'm struggling with, let's say I'm not feeling confident one day or I'm having really negative thoughts that I can't get rid of. I'll literally just YouTube. I'll go to YouTube and I'll say, and I'll just say whatever I'm feeling, feeling insecure or struggling with bad thoughts or manifesting money, like literally <laughs> whatever you want. Like you'd be shocked what pops up. If you've got a problem, YouTube's got a solution <laughs> or like a meditation or something. And podcasts help a lot too. I love Jay Shetty. I love those more like soul deep podcasts and books. I'm like a self-help book guru. So there's, you got a problem? I got a book for you. You just DM me. (laughs) I love it. What's the number one? What's the number one for feeling, if someone's feeling a bit low, a bit lost, a bit purposeless, what would you recommend? I would recommend Dare to Lead by Brené Brown. Oh my goodness. Such a a good book. It's a good one. I love Brené Brown. Also like Tony Robbins has a lot of really great, just inspirational books. I'm reading What Happy People Know right now, which is a great book when you're feeling just like sad. Yeah. And like, let's be honest, like the world is just like, it's like when it can't get more sad, you're like, it's shocking. If you're not sad at some point in this day and age, like you're not tapped in Yeah, (laughs) because it's really hard not to be. And we have to recognize that. And you know, we have to be really gentle with ourselves and and talk about it. And also read what's going to help you develop tools. So I think that point about allowing yourself to be sad and allowing yourself to be overwhelmed is such an important one. Because again, it goes back to that cultural phenomenon of everything has to be perfect and it all needs to look like Instagram. And it's just not reality. And particularly in business, it's not reality. And so you have to prepare yourself for that. You do. And honestly, if you don't, I mean, we've all seen this firsthand. The way that it will come come out eventually is just ugly. Like you want to face these things head on so that you don't catch yourself not in touch with yourself or acting out in a way that you wouldn't necessarily normally do. It's like hurt people hurt people. When you're not happy, you're not your best self. So it's like 
really, really being honest with yourself when things are as heavy as they are now and just thinking like, what do I need? What can I do now to be proactive so that I'm not reactive and, un- right. and regretful later? Right, right. And so when you're having one of those days when everything's happening, you've got a lot of big decisions to make it work, who do you go to? Who are your advisors, your mentors? Who do you talk to? That's a good question. So at Vide, we actually have like a board, we have a board of advisors, but they're literally, they're literally just people that we've stalked. Like, and that's kind of what I think was so funny when I was talking to my business partners this morning, because it's like, I really want people to understand, like, I think it's so intimidating when you look at these like huge companies, but we've all got to start somewhere. And the way that we started with our advisory board is literally just talking to anybody that we knew within our scope of friends, family, like who knows anything about this liquor industry? So we started there and then we just accumulated this like amazing group of advisors that we lead on for everything for like market trends or infrastructure advice or, you know, any type of issue that you're going to deal with on a daily basis with a business and having those people there to just ask questions to is so important. It's like, you have to be humble. You have to have people that you can ask and just say, Hey, I need your advice on this. I need your help on this. Like kill your ego basically. So true. I think that everything I've learned has been from just asking subject matter experts. You have to know what you don't know. And to your point, be humble enough to then ask for help and to take the help and appreciate it. Right. Yeah. And so you're in a crowded space, liquor, there are a bunch of liquor brands. How do you really push to differentiate what you're doing? I feel like the transparency of Vide makes it different. Obviously, being an actual spirit is so different. A lot of these are malt, malt liquor, and you don't want to drink a malt liquor beverage. It's like just, a, it, well, malt liquor shot, you'd like literally just, you just, you don't want it. That makes it different. Also, I'm very proud to say that our tequila, which I don't know if it's back there, but the tequila is my favorite because tequila gets me going. Totally. Tequila is a a great, a great drink. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) And our distillery is in Jalisco. It's a, it's the number one women owned distillery in Jalisco. So that's something that we're really proud of. And then also we're really proud of just being on young entrepreneurs in the space. And particularly as a woman, there aren't a lot of women owned or run alcohol brands. It's mostly older men and they're not allowed here today. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not here. It's very true that that industry is really ripe for disruption because it has been run by old white guys. I didn't want to say it, but you did. <laughs> I know. That was me. It's fine. I'll own it. <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Okay, this is legit. I am such a fan of Shopify. I was really excited when I found out they wanted to sponsor our podcast because they truly make my life so much easier and help boost my sales. So you might be like, okay, Jacqueline, what is this amazing tool? So Shopify is the number one commerce platform for all businesses to launch, run, and scale. I can't tell you guys how much I love hearing that little Shopify thing in the background when I'm working. It's so rewarding to know that we just made another sweet, sweet sale on Shopify. It's truly a one-stop shop built for people like me with small businesses. 
It's a place where I can synchronize all my in-person and online sales and stay informed on the tracking of all of those orders. And Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources we need, once reserved only for bigger businesses and large corporations so that startups, upstarts, and established businesses alike can sell anywhere, anytime, online or IRL, and stay in the know. When it comes to scaling your business, there are so many different opportunities to choose from. Lovers to pull and endless possibilities to explore. And Shopify provides the support business owners need to run their commerce smoothly. But there's all these other things that I didn't know I needed before using Shopify. Things like their easy quick search when you need to find a product, blog post, or collection, schedule product launches for owners who want to plan ahead of time, or even just the auto calculation of shipping prices. All of these things seem so simple, but they save so much time and energy by being efficient from the get-go. What I love about Shopify is that not only are their tools and resources easy to use, but the user interface is also set up really, really well. And it feels like you almost get a quick crash course in e-com management just by using their platform. They provide tools that any business can utilize to succeed, whether they're a mom and pop shop or trying to reach customers from around the globe. Shopify powers millions of businesses every day, just like mine, from first sale to full scale. They are along for the ride. You can also reach your customers online across social networks, e-com, and more with an ever-growing suite of channel integration apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. With Shopify, you can synchronize your online and in-person sales right now. You'll gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting, profit margins, and beyond. More than just a storefront, Shopify grows with you. So it's really no surprise that they are the number one commerce platform. So take my word, I'm a Shopify customer and I can't thank them enough. Here's the best part, because you're a work party listener, you're going to get a free 14 day trial. I'm telling you, you're gonna love it and you're never gonna look back. There is no platform that works as well for this specific need. Go to shopify.com slash party, all lowercase, for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash party right now. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash party. So it's been a couple of years now. Is there one proudest moment that you can pinpoint in your journey to date with Bide? I think Costco is a huge win. Whole Foods was a huge win. Billboards, you know, it never really gets old seeing a billboard of something that like started out again with my two business partners handing them out, walking 20 miles out in their backpack, you know. So moments like that never get old. And I think that out of home, there is nothing quite like seeing, to your point, a huge, gigantic sign with all of your hard work on it. Yeah, exactly. Every day, you know, there, there are lows and there are highs, there are setbacks and there are, well, not really, because you can't really call it a setback. You just learn and you get better and sharper and more refined and focused and all those things. But yeah, those, those, those were huge wins. Also like Albertsons, Pavilions. I mean, we're, we're growing rapidly, so I'm very, very grateful for that. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about growth. What's on the roadmap for the next year or so? So we are in almost half of the states as of now. Amazing. We have, our, we have, a, we have a lot of national accounts that are they're great partners and just kind of expanding, refining the brand more, doing more activations that are more inclusive because we've been so busy trying to expand and it's such a slow growth. And like when you do activate in a state, it's not like you can just activate in the state and they say yes. And like, you're like, okay, bye. It's like, we've got to have people on the ground, like running it, making sure that it gets off the shelf. So it's, it's a lot more work and we're, we're kind of happy with where we're at now with almost half of the states. We're going to really like hone in on that and try to create more of a relationship with our consumers. Like you guys, like just making it more 
accessible to ride the vibe together. Ride I coined that term. The vibe. Did you just come up with that then? No, but I did say it like at some point I take full credit. Ride the vibe. And so if you had to pinpoint one goal for the company over the next three to five years, the big blue sky goal, which is it? I would love to be in North Carolina. It's a control state, so it's a lot harder to be there. But my boyfriend plays for the Panthers, so it would be very cool to be in North Carolina and maybe be in the Panthers stadium, Christian. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Go Panthers. (laughs) You might have to make a few phone calls. But honestly, it's so hard. It's, It's so hard. It's so many different phone calls. But anyway, that would be really cool. On that note, there is so many, to your point, logistics involved with distribution for liquor. How as a company do you kind of balance logistics and operational stuff with strategy? Because it's hard to do both and to find time for both. It's really hard, but that's kind of the thing. It's like your goal can't just be to get it on the shelf. It has to also be to get it off the shelf. So it kind of goes hand in hand, which is why, you know, having a slower rollout with liquor, since it is state by state, can be really tough. But it's actually, it's a great thing because you learn as you go and you you refine the tools, you expand the team, you figure out what you need, you network, you get feedback. Like, it's great. We're also still developing, we're thinking about developing new products, for example. So it's a cool, slow build, but they're both equally important. Right. And when you are a startup, it's all about money and facility. And, making sure that you're putting this money in the right areas. So yeah, you just have to really be smart. And if there's somebody that's not doing their job, like there's just not enough resources for that to fly. And you have to, you have to try to get really good help from people who are really in the right mindset. And you know, what we found it's really helps with our success is finding people who are what you said, like experts, like people who have gone from developing other companies and proven success, like, it really makes a huge difference when that resume has that type of experience and expertise. Such an incredibly important point because no one person can build a company. It's all about the team and hiring has to be on point. And to your point, you have to know when something's not working as well. I know that is a superpower. I actually, that's one of the leadership skills that I was thinking about saying, but I think as a woman, like my emotions always get attached to my employees. Yeah. And even when they're not doing a great job, it's very hard to tell them or say it in a way that's productive. And ultimately, some people just aren't a fit. And I know as women, we're like, you know, it's hard for us to be so cut and dry. But I think it's an unbelievable leadership skill that everybody should really look out for and like learn from the best. There's just like grounds for dismissal. And like if you have those, that criteria beforehand, I've made this mistake before, like have it very clear beforehand. It's like when they cross those boundaries or when they don't do the job appropriately, it's grounds for dismissal, you know, like you gotta go. So that's a piece of advice that I just thought maybe you guys would like, like have the criteria there beforehand. A hundred percent. Know exactly what you need from the role and keep that front of mind. And tell them, make sure they know too, so that it's not a surprise when all of a sudden you're like, you're not doing this right. And then they could say something like, oh, well, I didn't know that that was wrong. But if you really think ahead and you're more proactive instead of reactive, then you don't feel that like sick feeling that I know like as like, we're just so nurturing. I know. It's such an important point. And I think that so many of my female colleagues and also women who are running businesses, it's something that they struggle with. And I think we do need to all tell each other it's okay. And you, you have to be confident that you're making the best decisions for the business. 
Right. So I could talk to you forever. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom, but we're going to end on some rapid fire. Okay. So <laughs> my go-to drink order is... Obviously a pineapple vibe. Yeah. Or a grapefruit vibe. Okay. Which, if you had to choose one. Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The happy hour hors d'oeuvre I always serve is... Pizza. Love it. Okay. Friends. Not the classiest, but it's the best. <laughs> it's the best. Classy smashy. Yeah. Friends don't let friends order, insert word, Malt, at a bar. liquor, yeah. beverages. There we go. There we go. Check the ingredients, guys. Check the ingredients. I don't think people understand that. Not. I mean, I didn't know until very recently that the ingredients in, in liquids is just as important as the ingredients in, in food that we're consuming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your wisdom thank with this guys. amazing crowd. And thank you, everyone, again, for being here. We love you all. Thank you for showing up. And Olivia, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you, guys. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow the Work Party Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party.